electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. We put this barn burner of a week to bed today, coming off the S&P's best day in more than a year post-NVIDIA. Yields are a bit elevated as both J.P. Morgan and Goldman make some hawkish adjustments to their rate forecasts. Our roadmap begins with NVIDIA versus the Fed. Stocks riding NVIDIA's coattails, while Fed officials yesterday signaled no rush to cut rates. Block shares are surging ahead of the open. Company reports a surprise profit, some strong revenue growth and Warner Brothers Discovery today turning a full year streaming profit the first of any studio to do it but see some continued ad headwinds and shrinking North American subs let's begin with the markets though after that Nvidia fueled rally Jim I think we're gonna flirt with two trillion today which would be the first for a chip maker right I mean it's interesting that the stock can continue to climb here because you really did get the full story there was nothing new that came out overnight uh, I think that what's happening is a belief, Carl, that the idea that everything's overblown, the idea that there is nothing to AI, or if it's AI, then it's literally just something that we talk about to add to your, uh, the dross added to into its conference call, say, use that for today. And we're discovering, no, it's actually substantive, and people are using it, uh, people are clamoring for it. My favorite part of, of the whole conference call was the sovereign. The sovereign notion that you can't do your country's culture in English. You have to have your own so- sovereign statement. And Collect Crest, the unbelievably good CFO, would tell you there's still a lot of countries that haven't even thought about it. There, I'm just thinking of other business models where your product is not fungible from, from international market to market. Yeah. I mean, this is, it, it's almost, look, I think one of the problems people have with this is they think Jensen just came up with this. But Jensen's been thinking about this for maybe 10 years, for the 200, for the 200 that's coming out. Now, there'll be a 500, and he started thinking about that probably in, in 2018. Uh, we'll know a lot about it when he speaks March 18 to, to 21. But what's really dawning on people is, is that they can't live without something that they didn't even think they knew about. And companies, like if I were McDonald's right now, I would be saying get them on the phone or get service now because McDonald's may not even think they can do it. And let's get rid of the person who answers the drive-thru. But this was something that he thought of five years ago. Why do you have a person who speaks only English answering a drive-thru with possibly 27 different languages coming to you, of which the error rate is incredibly high. So let's just go save that person and have it be non-human and people will be very happy because that person will say, what language do you speak? And I think McDonald's is right now saying, uh, who's that guy? <laughs> right. that guy was a, a, a Jens? Is it Jensen? Is it <laughs> Sensen? You know, and that's what's going on. And I happen to like, I happen to think Kim Chensky's very good. I'm just saying that it seems like it's out of nowhere. But he's been begging people to at least listen to what he was doing. Begging people. And now people want to beg him. And good luck. One thing that, that people started to put together yesterday was... The activity in NVIDIA, meaning their business activity, right. and financial conditions, right. meaning 
the more they go, the hotter economies run and the more we get commentary like the Fed gave us yesterday. Well, look, I, I think that if you're going to do wholesale replacement of all the technologies in the world, basically going from CPU, which is Intel. And remember, at the beginning, they talk about, listen, Moore's Law is dead. Well, that's it's Gordon Moore. He, create, he, saw, you know, he really was uh, the creator of Moore's Law, and he started Intel, which is that every two years, things double, and they go down in size. That's over. There's no longer advantage. Pat Gelsinger would completely say that's totally untrue. I have said over and over again how nice Pat is. I do believe that what's going on here is a recognition that maybe everything that we have, everything has to be replaced because it's 20 times faster, it burns less hot, and it has a better return on investment. So let's just rip the stuff out. He even talked about how right now the, uh, all the big companies are they're, they're changing the way they depreciate because they don't want to buy more CPU. Now, the great thing for those who are thinking, well, wait, is this game, set, match? AMD has another, they have a, a, a different and good uh, piece of metal, but they don't have all the software stack that's in it. Even though that Jensen was very conservative, saying they only do a billion dollars in software, I, I, it, you want to tie the software in with the product. They have every vertical figure. That was another thing we didn't realize. Oh my God, they have a health vertical. Oh geez, they got a finance vertical. And by the way, you know, if, if let's say you're J.P. Morgan. You're big enough, you'll just call Jensen and you'll say, look, what do we do? I, I, we need to have fraud detection. But most companies will go through a service now They'll go through. You'll uh, go through Google. Right. Ask what to do. Right. Uh, uh, Microsoft. Remember, just a few months ago, everyone talked about they had an Nvidia killer, and Nvidia was like, "Well, bring it on, man. We need more chips." I mean, I would mention, "Hey, I understand Google as, a, as an Nvidia killer." I said, oh, "We hope so, because we can't meet the demand for Google." I mean, you know, people don't understand anything about these guys because they're not like they are so not masters of the universe. Not they're like. I don't know if you watch Masters of the Air. They're clearly not Masters of the Air. These guys regard me master of the universe. They want to be master of that great buffet at the end on Friday night. That's what they're master. So of. you're you're talking about a, a gut renovation of the entire IT stack. But th- that, the, yes. the question then is, how large is the halo effect going to be? Do think do people buy Palo Alto off of this because it, it, despite well, some of the I, disappointments in other areas? I think that what will happen is we go, go back to the Fed. I think that. If everything changes, you're going to have you don't have enough people in our country. You don't have enough cybersecurity in our country. You, you don't have a, a, enough hardware in our country. Hardware meaning steel. If you're going to do every data center over, but you're going to have to. And one of the things that Jensen told me years ago was the largest market in the world is manufacturing, and we're going to basically. Re- Change the way people. You mentioned that yesterday, yeah. Yeah, that's a forty trillion dollar market. So there isn't anything that it can't touch, and you go over just every con, every conference call last night. It was Square, Intuit. You go over bookings. They're all just talking about look how much we have in terms of AI, and they are they're early adopters. Everybody we have this, and it's early adopter, and yet they're nothing because of the stuff that they still have CPUs. Now the great thing about ARM, by the way, which you say, oh, well, hold it, you like ARM, that's CPU, is they work very closely uh, with NVIDIA. That's Renee Haas, who is work with, work with Jensen and is such a great man. I wish we didn't have that damn soft bank lockup. Because I would just say, <laughs> yeah, exactly. hey, here's your, here's your suite. Yes. You, you buy that, you buy ARM, you buy NVIDIA, you can buy AMD if you want to have a second source. And right. I, I, say that, I say that because Lisa Sue is so good 
uh, and will remind me uh, of their import, but will never say, listen, we've got something better than the 200. Never say that. Meanwhile, the is really big. Uh, meanwhile, Jim, this morning, your comments uh, on social media talk about a what you called a vibrant middle class, which is getting reflected in Live Nation and RCL and Carvana and even Hyatt today. Uh, you know, look, Live Nation, I, I don't, people like Rapino. I've liked Rapino for a long time, since uh, Benioff introduced me to him at a party. Uh, Benioff has introduced me to everyone at a party, and he stayed at 3 o'clock for my wedding, just so you know. Uh, I, it was like, at 3 o'clock, he said, where are we going? I said, uh, it was like me and Lisa and him. He said, I don't know, I want to go home. He said, oh, come on, you guys. Live Nation was an amazing conference call, because what are they talking about? He's talking about record level, record level, record level. Usher, Usher could have been in stadiums, made decisions. Justin Timberlake. Bad Bunny, help me. I, I do think that this is a conf- this conference call, Taylor Swift not mentioned. <laughs> Jensen Wong not mentioned. But people are, he's talking about what's going to, when you get to Jones Beach this summer. I thought Rapino. I thought Rapino when I was finished with it, I was ready to talk to my kids. And as cool as I, this is it. This, this thing could make Zuckerberg cool. No, Zuckerberg's actually cool in that video. I, I think, that I love the, I, I absolutely yes. love the Live Nation call because Rapino basically says it's, one word, amphitheaters. Yeah, arenas and amphitheaters. amphitheaters. Uh, revenue up 36. That's a blowout. Concerts up 44. But you know what this says? Take a look at that CPI. What did they say was the hottest thing? Tickets. Well, it's going up. This says it's going up. And I just say, oh, God, Jay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jay. It's amphitheaters. So you don't blame Waller yesterday for saying, I need more to know whether January was a speed bump or a pothole. Okay. Um, I think that. Waller was, um, these guys are not eating crow. I, that, that's a, you know, I don't want to make fun of these guys. These guys are very serious. But uh, if they do look at bookings, and th- look, bookings is down because they had Israel year over year, and Israel's out. So, I mean, the, not Israel out being, they're not, not a lot of business. I don't mean anything more than that. Uh, but when you look at them and you look at what's going on with Carvana, you look what's going on with the use of Square, and you say to yourself, well, look, and people who make between 50 and 125,000 are spending their darn full heads off. And I just don't want a Fed guy to get in the way of the fact of something that I disagree with Brian Moynihan on. Like Brian's talking about, listen, Jim, people are going to not be getting the payments. That's what you should be worried about. And I come back and I say, I, I'm not worried about anything, which is the real problem. I mean, other than big lots, is that really it? A couple of right <laughs> well, You do have, uh, you got Barry Sternlich continuing to issue his warnings about. Okay, Barry, incredibly nice. <laughs> you, don't, you don't sense any risk or danger in commercial real friend. estate or regional banks, any of the hot spots we've, we've watched? I saw some guy from Valley Nat on yesterday, New Jersey guy, and I said, uh, New Jersey's kind of tough. But uh, no, I'm not, because it would be a godsend, because that would make it so we actually would have a rate cut. I mean, look, there's, they built buildings. That don't that need a huge amount of work. I mean, what can I say? I tried to get a bill, you know, try to get an office in this place, and you know, it took me about a year. <laughs> I mean, old buildings are not the great place yep. to be able to have AI, but it's just old buildings, and they cost too much to convert. But this whole notion of the trillion-dollar uh, worry, well, maybe that's what got people to think that there would be five cuts, but it's. We can't even find where the worry is when it comes to publicly traded things. That means always that it's with some really bad insurance companies. Well, that's certainly behind Goldman's move today. Uh, They push out the first cut to June, uh, now looking for four cuts this year, prior five. They do see the same terminal rate going to three and a quarter, three and a half. They shouldn't do that stuff. It makes no sense to do that. 
I mean, they're making, you know what they're doing? They're doing a 10-team parlay. And they forget that Arizona turned out to be, you know, didn't, didn't do the cut. I'm not kidding. It's a 10-team parlay. I would rather, let's get Jason Robbins on the phone and see what ad. Oh, and, and see what he's using. I mean, <laughs> yes. honestly, he's just CEO of DraftKings. Yes. Because this game upgrade has to stop. The, yes, upgrade and should be. This stuff has to stop. The, it, it, you just don't want to do these ridiculous projections. Just be like Jay. Okay, be like Jay and just say, you know what, we're going to look at the data because to say three or four, I mean, you're going to get there. And what's going to happen is we're going to see Southwest Air say business travels back and then they're going to have to take it back. I mean, look, I read every one of these conference calls. I almost said stupid, but they're not. And it is so clear that people are spending and spending and spending. And I don't know where the weakness is. I mean, I asked, you know, I've been asking all the CEOs to come on. Can you please tell me something that's cheaper this year than last Mm, year? Yes, I saw that. Now, I have to tell you, Rich Galanti, the retiring CFO of Costco, does have a list. Uh, I do think that if you dig down with Doug McMillan, when you see that those those black combat boots, women's black combat boots, those are down like eight bucks. Yeah, general merchandise, as he told you. Yeah. Yeah. The sunglasses that were 12 are now six, and their cools all get out, as is the way crochet. And the Valentine's Day sweater sold like hotcakes, and yet they keep lowering the price. Because when you go into when you go into your Walmart, it just says roll back. And my kid's like, Dad, do we need this? And I said, well, it's just roll back. Everything roll back is actually roll back. I mean, the guys, they're serious. Oh, yeah. Uh, Meantime, we can't keep our eye off of uh, geopolitics today. Got some news out of the White House this morning. And for that, we're going to get to Washington and Megan Casella. Hey, Megan. Good morning, Carl. We've got details on those new sanctions the Biden administration is announcing against Russia this morning. They'll be targeting more than 500 individuals and companies with the goal of slowing the economy and limiting access to weapons and the materials that Russia needs to build them. Now, some of those measures will be aimed at reducing energy revenues. They'll be focused on enforcement of that $60 price cap on oil, but they will not be changing the price cap itself. The goal here, they say, is to make it more expensive for Russia to circumvent that price cap and to sell oil on the open market. A few other highlights here. They'll be taking aim at Russia's financial sector, including NSPK, which operates Russia's national payment system. There'll be export restrictions on about 100 new entities. And importantly, these sanctions are not only on companies in Russia, but also on those in third countries doing business with Moscow. So think China and India here. Treasury officials say they have been in touch with Beijing on this, with the message that if you do business with Russia, we will sanction you too. Now, the State Department is also targeting individuals directly tied to the death of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny. And overall, guys, it's still a big question of just how effective these sanctions are going to be. But the goal here is to cut down on the evasion of the sanctions that we've seen so far to increase costs and reduce revenues. Back to you. Thank you. Obviously, uh, targeting, Jim, uh, energy revenue, uh, marking the second anniversary of this war. Yeah, look, um, it's one way to do it. The other way is to give them the missiles and the planes they need, and that way there would be a, a, a much better uh, authoritative way to be able to stop this because the, obviously the, the sanctions have been meaningless. And when I say meaningless, I mean like, wow, it stepped up the Russians' game. You know, there's a lot of people who are beginning to remember what the Russians were like in World War II. They were, um, they're ingenious when it comes to stretching the resources. So I think that we're not recognizing these are, this is about finance. 
that's not going to stop. Yeah, them. big, big uh, opinion piece on the tape this morning looking at history where you thought the Russians were counted out. Right. And they managed to find some well of resilience and reassert their threat over the longer term. Yeah, the, in 1942 in Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, the, you, know, you had you had operations that where they captured 600,000 Russian soldiers and, and 3 million Russian soldiers murdered. Uh, and it didn't matter. 28 million uh, soldiers and civilians died in the World War II and the Russians kept coming. So, I mean, we have to start realizing who uh, you were funding Ukraine. You have to start realizing that that the Russians don't play by, they have never played by the rules. They're willing to lose. There's no, it seems like there's almost no unacceptable laws. So you do these sanctions, like Putin's just like, money? Money? With Stalin, money? Money? Yeah, exactly. Uh, big headlines here, but you can imagine uh, what the sentiment is in Poland and Germany. Oh. Uh, meantime, when we come back, uh, got a lot of corporate uh, news to chew on today. The streaming picture for WBD, companies out with quarterly results. Futures are hanging in there, uh, even with the digestion from yesterday's 2% plus gain, the first one for the S&P in 281 trading sessions. Jeez. Thanks, Bespoke. We're back in a minute. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Bottom line. We're a far healthier company now, and we're building real momentum. And we expect 2024 will be a year to drive that momentum forward even further. That said, this business is not without its challenges. Among them, we continue to face the impacts of ongoing disruption in the pay TV ecosystem and a dislocated linear advertising ecosystem. Warner Brothers Discovery's uh, David Zaslav on the call moments ago shares down on Q4 miss, uh, hurt in part by weakness in ad revenue, down 14. Uh, D2C subs in the U.S. and Canada declined slightly from the previous quarter but grew on a global basis. They are the first Hollywood media conglomerate to report an annual streaming profit. That's $103 million for 23, Jim, and they do see a billion-dollar EBITDA for Max in 25. Yes, and they bought back some debt, repaid $1.2 billion of debt, which is very, very important. You can point blank to say Justin EBITDA uh, was not bad, um, but here's the problem. Jim Stewart had some comments uh, saying, look, this would be the last quarter that actually benefited from a writer strike, and we've got to see what it looks like. And far be it for me to go against James. You know, I thought it was a very meaningful interview that he gave with uh, 
with with does, does that explain the beat on free cash flow yeah. in this quarter? Yeah, I think so. Just the savings you did from no production. Yeah, uh, that's what Jim pretty much implied. Now, I, I'm I'm going to go with Jim on that. Obviously, I think that everybody would like to see in our business would like to see linear TV do better, but TV revenue declined significantly, primarily due to the impact of the of the strike and certain large licensing brands. But then, I mean, it's just content revenue decreased 20% XFX. This is, again, the the problem of what people aren't watching linear TV. This is the, I call it the fire at the hospital cop show. Yes. I mean, uh, that was the 1980 memo that everyone said you had to follow, and that no longer is working. And by the, by the way, no one seems to even accept that the fire at the, at the hospital cop show is not the formula anymore. Even though as we look at Netflix, like everyone just says on oh, Netflix, they're all their own. They don't have to worry. They have no theme park. They're doing this. Stuff. No, when you watch them, it's not a fire at a hospital with shooting. That's the point. America changed. The world changed. I mean, you can go watch something that's made in Uruguay and be blown away, for heaven's sake. Net, net leverage south of four. Why? Ordinarily, wouldn't the street applaud that? Well, yeah, but they... They don't watch it. It's like new and improved dog food. Dogs don't seem to know it. Uh, We'll keep an eye. We're going to get Paramount next week uh, as we continue to roll through some of these uh, quarterly earnings. When we come back, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. Countdown to the opening bell. One more look at futures. uh, Looking green here on this uh, Friday after a heck of a week. Back in a minute. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. A company you know very well, McDonald's. I mentioned them earlier. I think it's terrific. By the way, they reported a quarter of me. Everyone said it was bad, and the stock is up above it. They watch the show, and they want to thank me for the shout-out. And they say, I think this is very good, rest assured, we're all over the AI opportunity at McDonald's. We currently are testing voice recognition over 100 drive throughs with the role decision slated for later this year. They have 150 million loyalty members. I think it's very important that people understand that they use large language models. They help helped by IBM and Google. Uh, they're not building it themselves, but there it is, right there. I mean, IBM and Google, certainly they're amazing companies, but what, what do you build everything on? You build things on Grace Hopper. You build things on the N200 or the M1. I just want to applaud Jensen and applaud McDonald's for watching. But this is what's going on all over America. Right now, right now, you think that the other guys can possibly risk not having this? That's a great way to help people explain what's coming. Yeah, and again, if someone says on this show, if I say something on this show that is not responsive, I I correct immediately. And McDonald's is a terrific company. And Jensen, by the way, were amazing. I have no idea why people thought those numbers were bad. Yeah. No idea. Let's get the opening bell here. As you can see at the big board, it's uh, Madison Square Garden Entertainment celebrating the Harlem Globetrotters at MSG tomorrow. At the NASDAQ, a Lotus Technology, a luxury EV maker, celebrating a listing today via SPAC. EV. What's that stand for? EV? Electric vehicle. You've heard of them. 
Hey, Jim, uh, Tesla's Tesla's working on revisiting 200. I don't now, know if you noticed now, yesterday. Now, Tesla is different. That's a technology company uh, on wheels that is going to put out. A, a, they've got a new iteration coming up. Boy, the long knives are out for Rivian. Oh, my. Whenever you see that buy, buy to sell. Oh, my God. That was brutal. Yeah. Um, and when I saw it, was that UBS? I mean, it was so brutal. It wasn't Evidence Lab, thank heaven. But it was, Evidence Lab is also a show like Cops and Fire. UBS, yes. That's it, by the way. It's a linear TV show, Evidence Lab. Uh, audio, the UBS, they go, they think the strategy's owners, uh, $8 price target. They loved it until they reported. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, it went from 16 to 11 yesterday. And, and now the Georgia plan is, you know that Phil actually, that was such a great interview. Uh, you can learn from Phil. I mean, the, what's the, what is the bone of contention? Can they do the big Georgia factory? And what would typically most reporters not want to ask about? But Phil's just right there yeah. in his face. Yeah, would, would not let it go. No. Uh, you can see NVIDIA tops $2 trillion. Oh, okay. Uh, so we got that. Big uh, McDonald's contract. Uh, got Apple. Actually, interesting note from Costin this morning about large cap funds leveraging pretty effectively this dispersion within Mag7, uh, underweighting Tesla and Apple, for example. But look, Costin's fun, and he has to look at this stuff, and people want to find different things. I say that when we get definitive Vision Pro numbers out, we find out maybe that there aren't enough, and we start getting a lot of new things being written about, written for it, and when we start making it so it connects to your Apple TV, then people will be saying, you know what, I misjudged the Vision Pro. No, they won't say that. They'll say, you know, it turns out the Vision Pro is as good as I thought. Because no one ever, there's so much crow eating with apples. It, it's kind of like the Audubon Society, Anna. <laughs> um, of the names last night that we can work through, Jim, I know you looked at Block. Uh, oh. EBITDA beat, revenue oh. beat, guides pretty well on Q1 EBITDA. They, they, were talking, they, were talking about rev, they were talking about rule of 40. Well, hey, service now, rule of 70. And one of the things that's great about it, the opening line of the conference call, which was brilliant. We're under our 12,000 people cap. Now, talk about Zuckerberg taking the power of 10. No, Zuckerberg squared. <laughs> well, remember, we talked a couple weeks ago about the BTIG upgrade, maybe more involvement from Jack Dorsey. Oh, Jack Dorsey wrote everything about it. He kept calling it square, by the way. Just Yeah, right. I think we're all guilty of that. Yeah, he's getting guilty. Yeah, uh, I do think that. It's a remarkable company. I've told people don't get in the way of it. Uh, there's just too much good. They have too much of an ecosystem. Now, they use ecosystem. A lot of people use platform. No, I'm a platform. Uh, platform. I, I'm a platform. platform my, the, my travel trust is platform. Um, speaking of which, uh, booking holdings. Of course, Jim, it's been coming off of all-time highs, but uh, they do guide a little light here on bookings for Q1. Uh, for 16 minutes, that stock. No, come back to that stock uh, 18 days from now. And it'll be up. It'll take about that long. Because you, you have to really go through the lines and realize that Israel was incredible. Fun. Because people are traveling like mad. So go ahead, sell it, be my guest. Uh, Glenn Fogel on Squawk. A little bit of a, uh, initiating a dividend as well. Yeah, big dividend. What, what north of eight? Now, I thought Glenn did terrific. Now, Glenn, by the way, uh, is not promotional. And I think he could have been much more bullish. If I were his advisor after, I would say, you, know, you probably want to be a little more positive when you're on next because you see Expedia is doing a bad job. You could have just do a little more of a, this is what we have going for him. Instead, I wanted to go by Airbnb after I listen to him. I know you want to get to Carvana as a, as a play on what the consumer's thinking and feeling right now. Well, look, Garcia's got the pulse of the country. 
Uh, he also has the pulse of the short sellers. 32% of this is flo- uh, of the float is short. He basically is making a lot. I mean, the, the big rap against him was he loses money and everything he sells. Well, guess what? He makes a ton now and everything he sells, and he sc- sc- uh, scaled back selling. I had to like Garcia when the stock was at when the stock was at seven bucks. I said I I have disliked this thing, but it is time. Yep. And well. It was. First annual profit. Um, really they see quarter. adjusted EBITDA above 100 million. Q1 streets at 66. They have 1% of the market. Uh, I want to go. There's a really good Carvana vending machine in Philadelphia. I'd like to go there, maybe do something to Comcast and then come back. A parent company Comcast. And then, and then just go to the, the store there. The letter to shareholders is really is, is a, a nice joy to read. Path to profitability. Very well done. Uh, they just they blew it away. And they have a, they've got this. Uh, five pillars, which I think everybody should read, uh, because it just shows you how you can take a company that people thought was a death store and crush it. Right. Uh, crush I know it. we mentioned DraftKings earlier, up yeah. 2%, a little upgrade out of uh, uh, Barclays, overweight, they go to 50. They're basically raising their forecast for digital gaming TAM. Yeah, yes, and what, what you typically have post-football is a drop-off, and then uh, they can come back. Now, Jason's still not, Jason Robinson, CEO, is not making money, but that, it's just going to be one of those, it's going to be a, a hockey stick. You, you'll get a couple of, of states that go for it. Because right now, uh, there, there are whole states where you can, where you can do um, play, you know, kind of player prop deals and uh, daily fantasy, but you can't do the actual money. And they'll get those, and it'll be big. It'll be very, very big. And parlays, people don't understand People love parlays, which used to be called parlays. Now they're parlays. Yes. And uh, I think I think Robbins is doing a remarkable job. I did have a job with DraftKings at one point. I had a show, Bull Market Fantasy, and I want people to know that people say, well, wait a second, Jim, you're a homer. No, I look <laughs> at the chart. Look at this thing. I reckon that, recognize that thing as a coiled spring when football came. It would, look, there was absolutely nothing to that trade. I came on, I said, listen, football's going to start. The stock's at 20. You, know, you got to go buy the stock. Because people just gamble. And there are a lot of people, unfortunately, who are gambling away everything. Yep. And that's, you know, that's people who are buying the NVIDIA. What what strike were they buying? The $1,000 strike yesterday? Expired today? Yeah, they, Now they're going right back and they're doing a 42-team parlay involving every single team in every sport. Yeah, we've been watching. You can chart out NVIDIA call volatility and, and the NASDAQ VIX, and they just yeah. went like that. I had an idea for those people. Own it, don't trade. Yeah. It. <laughs> I mean, what, you know, they obviously have not. I mean, when you, you know, there is again, there's an ethereal nature to, to Jensen, uh, who I'm told actually thought that the Swift, Taylor Swift analogy was because the, trying to get people to understand who he is. Taylor Swift also comes in peace. By the way, he very quickly talks about coming in peace because there are a lot of people who feel that he charges too much. It, it, look, he doesn't because the return on investment is so high so quickly. Uh, he is a renaissance person. The New Yorker article was really great. Uh, that's if people want to get to know who he is. But what's his answer to the first question in the conference call was so brilliant. Just tell people to go do it. I'm not going to summarize it. I'm not going to chat GPT it. Uh, Jim, we got 5,100. Uh, we're being led by tech, obviously. But you know what's close behind are banks. And even J.P. Morgan up on, even on news of a Diamond's he, stock sale. He should have sold twice that. Uh, look, the banks are really in some sort of sleep, sweet spot. People want, I think that that, by the capital, you know, the Capital One Discover made people think that maybe this group, this group 
is cheaper than it should be because that's how Richard Fairbanks so smart. He did a little video, if people want to go to the website, he did a little video about why he's doing it. It's pretty... It was pretty good, but I, I remember when Charlie Sharp from Wells Fargo, which is a big holding for my trust, we had to sell some of his the biggest position. Uh, when the last quarter he talked about uh, commercial real estate not being a factor, and then I matched that against Barry Sternlich, and I say, okay, I would have thought that Wells was the one that, if they're going to have it, Wells is going to have it, and instead the balance sheet's really clean at Wells. I, I, and I only mention that because the balance sheets are all, there's, we're just not having a lot of degradation. We're not having a lot of credit oh, losses. Remember the big Morgan Stanley large cap bank upgrade, biggest excess reserves in Ever. decades? No. It's a terrific story. It's just that what happens is people get bored. They want super micro. Everybody wants super micro. You know, I, I was t- telling a lot of, you know, the guys who really bet, I mean, that's the one. You want to go play that game? Go ahead. You know, I got I got 951s. I got nine, I got 1,000 in the back. I see 1,000. Check the 1,000. Do I have 1,100 in the front? I mean, that's what that thing is. It's a uh, gigantic auction. Uh, today's decline is uh, basically reflecting this note offering and the potential right. for dilution, Well, right? look, I had them one. I mean, there's no doubt about it's a real company, but I had them one at 400. And then, you know, what, a month later, it was at 900 at the same time that most companies were within like 2 or 3 percent of their. So uh, how do you explain to viewers the difference between the action in NVIDIA and the action in Supermicro? I think it's a great question. I think it has a lot to do with float and a lot to do with the idea that people recognize this one is a, a wild trader. We, we, have stopped, we got away from the wild trader idea uh, as things settled down, but this one is the one, if you were, if you were just wanted to go play calls, just knock yourself out. I mean, I bet you Robinhood, I bet you a huge percentage of, of, of their trading of calls is super micro. And remember, between calls and crypto, Robinhood, that's by, that's by far the majority of their book of business. Right. I hesitate to mention intuitive machines, but we did have the lunar landing. Yeah. It's a billion dollar market cap, but I mean, is this a sign of froth when you're getting uh, you know, 20, th- 30% gains? No, because their balance sheet's actually really good. Uh, and because their balance sheet's good, I'm going to say no, it's not fraud. Uh, I don't, you know, they, they I mean, is it, I, if, if Elon Musk lands something on Mars, I mean, then Moon's going to look like a nothing. Remember, Jensen is calculating the speed of what you have to go to land on Mars. It's constantly, it was constantly behind his desk. He probably solved it. Yeah, you're Okay, what, do you remember, this the quiz, what has Jensen not solved? What has he not solved? What has he not solved in his life, or it hadn't when I was out there last? And tell me. Black ice. Black ice, yes. Black I, ice. That's right. Can't seem the to self-driving, get, now maybe he gets that. The kryptonite for no, self-driving I mean, technology. Know, look, people don't understand. His humility is, his genius is only topped by his humility. And it, it's really fabulous out there where everybody kind of just thinks, oh, they look at his resume, and look at your resume, and it's, where do you finish at Stanford and comp sci? Nowhere. And then Jensen doesn't care about that at all. Uh, yeah, well, Denny's is the thing that's most closely associated with yeah, him. Yeah, and the Grand Slam is fabulous. <laughs> yes. It's a Grand Slam. My mom had that for breakfast. It was her last meal, a Grand Slam. Good for her. Um, when no, she didn't. She actually had the she had the Big Mac for the day she died. She's uh, like, can't hurt me at this point. Yes. McDonald's. <laughs> Jim, next Actual week. true story. Next week, uh, on deck, workday, CRM, snow, uh, Okta. Uh, 
Best uh, Buy, Dell, Zscaler, a lot of names you okay, pay attention to. Okay, so of to. those, I think that Okta is somewhat of a concern. Best Buy, the numbers have been de-risked. People have been cutting, cutting, cutting estimates. Salesforce has been three guys raising price charge in the last few weeks. The work they added, people love. And uh, I think that Snowflake has got a great story to tell because they've done a lot with AI in the last few months. They are, again, the user of Jensen's product. So you really don't see corporate results getting in the way of uh, the, the bulls hopes right at the, the moment. Those are all companies that you need in order to be able to get your headcount down and having your people be more productive. And that's what it's about. I mean, look at all the companies that have really been great. Look at uh, Block today. Look at Meta, which had the, now was, of course, eclipsed by the one-day growth. But Meta was about efficiency. And it's not because they're just laying people off and they don't have anything. Meta is probably mentioned as I would have, if you wanted to parse uh, what was said on the call for NVIDIA, you would think that, that Meta is the largest customer. You would think that. Right. Well, but you could throw in their depot and Walmart and, and toll, right? Things that have gone right this the, week. The toll quarter, Doug Yearly is so good. And you're making, your gross margins went up in housing. Now you have builders for Sourceside last night. They're talking about how to raise the gross margins of a home builder because they can, will you look at that? Wow. Now, they bought a ton of stock back when they felt that Wall Street did not give them the right P.E. By the way, most CEOs will not talk about P.E.s. They say, oh, well, that's your job. No, Doug Yearly said, our stock is too cheap. The P.E. is too low. We're going to buy all the stock we can. And look at that. That was good. Hey, by the way, who bought $9.5 billion worth of stock last year? That's a good quiz. Tell me again. Jensen. Jensen. $9.5 billion worth of stock last year. There's a gamer. He actually is a gamer. There's a gamer who's a gamer. Yeah. Uh, you know what I haven't gotten you on is, uh, is Reddit. And this, uh, this filing, some, yeah. of the, some of the numbers we're getting as a result of that. Well, if they keep losing money, I think the stock doubles. Revenue up 21, not, not impressive they've enough? Been up for, they've been in business for years. And I was talking about this with Ben Stoto. He's a, been a, a resident iconoclast and also research director made money. So what will happen is, is that it will be all negative, but the people who don't know will come in. And the stock will be priced at 28. It will open at 47. It will never trade within a dollar higher. And then two years from now, it will be at 10. And we'll say, why didn't we do something? There, this is life cycle of revenue. Right, right. Yeah, you've seen this movie before, I think. Oh, yeah, a lot. And it's just, it's just a bad movie. Well, that's because it's linear. It was on linear TV, and they didn't have any cops. Yeah, it's a cop no fire. It's a cop movie. You know, as far as I'm concerned, there's, there's no paddles. You have to have paddles in a linear show, don't you? <laughs> um, the other name that got past us, Jim, is Intuit. Uh, oh, a lot of price target raises today. They, that is a great user of, of, of AI, and they talk about it constantly, and they, they do a lot of inference, which is something 40% of, of Jensen's business is inference. Uh, the stock is down. That's ridiculous. It's, you know, two weeks from now, the stock will be up. It was a fantastic quarter. Uh, Godarzy's just uh, uh, remarkable. Someone was saying that, look, uh, his acquisition that he made of Credit Karma was bad. They say that every quarter. And then look what the stock does, because they realize Credit Karma. We had a lot of people in the country who are like, hey, have you checked your credit today? I checked it at lunch. Check it now. There are people who are like addicted to their car, to their credit. I don't know. Yeah. But when I remember had, when you had to f- ask for a report uh, and print it out and yeah. When I had the eight, I, see when I had eight credit cards when I got out of law school, I didn't have to look up my credit because I knew what you my knew, FICO score was. Yeah. Thank uh, God they stop at zero. Jim, really quick, you've you've got an eventful weekend coming up tomorrow. Oh. Yes, I've got that. We have our annual meeting. I'm all fired up about it. We'll probably talk about things like we might talk about Disney 
that could happen. Uh, we're going to talk about we, Frank Holland's going to interview me. Uh, Regina Gilgan, been with me for 19 years. We're going to be kicking things around. We're taking questions. And all I can say, Carl, is the highlight of last year's was when you interviewed me and you mentioned pop. You mentioned my dad. And... I got teary, I admit, but that was because you knew him. He loved you so much. He just loved you. His his influence on you continues to this day, Jim. It's part of why you work as hard as you do, I think. When he died at 92, I didn't know he was working. He told me he wasn't. IRS came after with everything they had because he had a good year. I had no idea he was working. I look forward to the tomorrow's meeting, though. It's going to be good. And and it's a chance for members to see you in person, go through the playbook, and it goes all day. It go- yeah, and I would do it. They're making me stop. <laughs> there you are. They're like, because they know I have to come to work on Monday. Yes, yes. Uh, we look no, forward. Thank you. Yeah. I, and I thank you again for doing it last year. And uh, it turns out I'm radically different when I'm there than here. No. <laughs> Not really. Not really. <laughs> Same thing. You get what you pay for. I mean, what That's are you right. going to do? I mean, I, actually, and I wear a suit, too. There's nothing ever changes. <laughs> Even now, on if I, Look, I used that Brioni to garden last year. I had an amazing crop. <laughs> As we go to break, uh, take a look at bonds today. Uh, not very much in the way of data or Fed speak, but we're going to get a lot next week, including some uh, consumer confidence, revised GDP, uh, PCE deflator, UMIS, and a bunch of other numbers. For now, though, record highs Dow and SP, 5110. Don't go away. Another 4% gain for NVIDIA this morning is going to put it at the top, near the top of the S&P list. But look at the week to date as well. Uh, NVIDIA is at the very top, up 12 plus. Moderna's in there as well with some of their reiteration of a 24 sales guidance. Discover, man, just to remind you what an eventful uh, week it has been in all kinds of sectors. Uh, holding 5,100 on the S&P with some all-time highs on the major indices. And Stop Trading with Jim is up next. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. Talk a lot about NVIDIA, winner for the trust. Well, let's talk about Foot Locker. Piper Sandler upgrades it as an over. I mean, they have an overweight. They say that margins are, markdowns improving. This is one that we own. We're down. Uh, grateful for this, but uh, we need a few more points to be able to get back to even. So pointing that out is not every stock that we own is a good one. Uh, some others make up for it, though. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, look, as Rodney Harrison told me, Jim, you have some good stoppings. And some bad ones. Okay, <laughs> that's true. Was that in Kansas City? <laughs> yes. Oh, I love those. That was a good gig. Oh, my. Those guys are so good. Yes. Tony Dungy is a genius. Yes. How, how about tonight? Okay, this tonight's yield night. Uh, we got Tanger, which is factory outlet. They're doing incredibly well. And then Exelon, which is a, a very, you know, look, I think not everybody watches our shows to do whamma jamma trading. People want to have some good ideas to generate some yield and have some upside. So I gotta, you got to give them everything. You know, this is not... You know, this is a, something delightful, something for everyone to see. Yes. Sondheim. Did you, uh, yeah, very nice. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really touch on energy today. Nat gas with a kind of an eventful morning down five earlier. Well, I'll tell you, Kotara is a stock that we own for the Chapel Trust, and they pivoted, CTRA. They pivoted pretty hard. Uh, Tom Jordan saying, listen, it's time to go oil. Uh, Nat gas is the, they call it the widowmaker for, yes. for a good reason. Yeah. i got to see who else is installing uh, Jensen stuff this very weekend. I imagine companies are going to start to reach out and say, hey, look at me. And what he'll do is, you know, the more the Murray will say, look, I think that the best one who has that, I think you ought to go speak to the people at, at, at Google. You ought to go to the people at, at Meta and see what they're doing. I mean, look, Jensen's not, he's a salesperson for AI. 
uh, and that includes the 100 and the 200. But if you go watch the fireside chat between Frank Sloop and Snowflake, which reports yep, next week, yep. and Jensen, you will see the real Jensen and see what the, the value proposition is. And it's so compelling. You don't know why everyone doesn't rip out uh, Intel's product. Right. There's the market cap. Uh Two trillion dollars, adding a trillion dollars, Jim, in four months. The nouveau riche. We hate the nouveau riche. I don't. I never liked F. Scott Fitzgerald either, just for the record. Hack. Hack. John O'Hara, on the other hand. Whoa. Uh, Daisy in the green light. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll see you tonight. Okay. Good weekend. And uh, don't forget uh, the annual meetings uh, tomorrow. Thank I you look very forward much. to that. Uh, meantime, we're holding 5,100. Dow's up 175. Uh, Squawk of the Street continues after a very short break. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve with the help of T-Mobile for Business. Our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.